0: We didn't necessarily have the chance to basically be able to tell our story. Social media offered us that platform, A, to show the talent in the region, and there is talent in the region. All
1: the customers and audience that they really appreciate this work, like digital works, or for example, they wanted to try some of your uh, designs. They can do it online. They can do it in a virtual way, in a virtual environment as well.
2: Staying true to yourself when times are tough and when there's doubts. I think that's, that's really being authentic.
3: Fashion is so powerful. Like, I don't see it as just clothing uh, to adorn our bodies. But today, with the, the technology, with the Itech, with social media platforms, we're much luckier to actually have this kind of platforms to tell our stories.
4: All the creators, in a sense, were keeping up with the content, Uh, but also at the same time, it also shows that there are a lot of opportunities there that come along with it. So it just forces innovation, like nonstop. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Gems of Arabia. Purpose of this podcast is to kind of bring light to uh, creatives uh, who are all over the world, who are creating a, a movement of, dare I say the word authenticity, but it's also about really bridging uh, two worlds. I'm sure you're all aware that we are honored to be part of uh, this collaboration with Harrods, where we are reaching out to the creative community in Saudi Arabia and the GCC in general, and to create a dialogue, to create a conversation where we can really go, go deeper and start visualizing how we can create this, this bridge between uh, the creative community. From Harrods, you can see the city of London today. Uh, I would like to welcome uh, my esteemed guests. Uh, thank you all for coming. Um, especially thank you Hala for coming all the way from Saudi thank Arabia. We really appreciate it. So starting with uh, Hala Harbawi. Uh, Hala is uh, one of the most established Saudi designers. Really has kind of proven herself to uh, think outside of the box. Uh, she started the, the first NFT collection. So very Sweet. progressive. Uh, and, you know, we love uh, this kind of new movement. Uh, in fact, our discussion today is about uh, how can, we, linking the progressive with the generational bridges that we are creating, how we want to take things into the future, but at the same time, also we're going back mm-hmm. in, in history, uh, inspired by 70s, 80s. Uh, I remember when we were on a Zoom call yeah. during the uh, the hard times, and uh, I, I was completely blown away by the fact that you were creating one collection. Yeah. So we thought of creating the Neon collection, right? So one whole collection that was created with how many designers?
1: Uh, I think five, five or four. So
4: five different designers from each, each designer was from a different country. Exactly. So this kind of narrative is just just incredible and I commend you for it. We'll go back to it soon. Uh, Sultan so Dharmaki uh, our another over esteemed guest is uh, a, a dear friend who I've known for many years and mm-hmm. who have admired his work uh, i mean incredible shoe designer initially when we started mm-hmm. uh, to get to know you um, really contemporary really uh strong very sleek uh, and uh, it completely threw me off you know? uh, and I remember like the fact that you were placed at level shoes. It created a whole new narrative of having uh, local brands mm-hmm. and shoe shoe accessory brands, mm-hmm. which is very unusual, to be placed at uh, a major retailer. True. So we, you kind of changed that narrative, and then you went to the VMA, mm-hmm. uh, and now uh, I'm gonna call you a philosopher. <laughs> <laughs> He's really pushing <laughs> that narrative. Consultant designer and <laughs> your content is just, I mean, I'm telling you, it is making a lot of great noise, and uh, it, it, you're on the pulse of what's cool, like, locally and historically. And I can think also of another additional uh, complement to this conversation that we're having is that it's about going back, and it's also about going into the future and bridging. So uh, the whole concept with HIRADS that we're creating uh, with this partnership, which which I'm very honored to be part of, it is to create this generational bridge. We talk about uh, West meets East, but it's also about generations. Mm -hmm. And uh, each generation behaves differently. Uh, Thank you for being here. Moving on to uh, Rawan Kota. Rawan Kota is uh, the stylist of the stars, the stars uh, very uh, in tune with what's happening in fashion. We worked on various projects together. Uh, she also dresses a lot of my favorite actresses. One of them is Fatma mm-hmm. uh who is also a gem uh, that we, we've had the pleasure to interview, uh, and many other great uh, people who are in the industry. Um, thank you for being here. I got to meet Yusuf Akbar when we were uh, doing content for different publications. Through my agency we do content, uh, we facilitate content and curate uh, personalities, uh, stylists, and designers. And uh, it, it struck a chord with me that also fashion-wise nothing could represent the uh, the importance of being relevant and contemporary like we did. Like, like what the shoot that you we did. We, we had uh, this uh, Saudi model. It was in a regular al shoot. Uh, but it resonated so much, it was actually for Condé Nast magazine, that uh, it made it to the cover. And the, the beauty of, of this image, which we will show you uh, shortly, is that you could see something very contemporary and something very traditional at the same time. And I think that this is this is the new narrative for Saudi Arabia. It's, uh, we need to stop breaking the cliches of things being in a certain way. Uh, they don't have to be in one way. There's, there's also the process of... Contemporary, uh, you're also a winner of the, of the, uh, F- the Fashion Prize. Um, so,
2: I mean, we're very proud of you. So thank you for being part of this discussion. Um, uh, so, thank okay. you so much. Thanks. It's an absolute pleasure to be here amongst uh, so many incredible people in their field. So um, I'm very honored, thank you. You're most welcome. Um, starting with Hala. Mm-hmm. So the first NFT
1: collection
4: <laughs> Tell us yes. how did this all come about or what was the process and how and why? Why did you start the, the first NFT collection?
1: Okay. Uh, during my studied and master degrees uh, in fashion management, I just graduated in 2021 uh, from Rome Business School in Rome in Italy. Uh, we had like a, a lot of topics talking about technology, how the new generation will, will be in the future in fashion industry in general. So one of these topics talking about NFTs. And I was really curious to know more. Once that I really love to to do some sketches like with flat um, Illustrator program, and I'm really good in that. So I say, okay, I just wanted to figure out more. What is NFTs? What is talking about? Why NFTs now? Why it's really important for the future, especially with the new generation? So I just did my my job, part of job, like just to research about it. I just fig- figure out that it's everything. In digital, it will be online, especially with the new generation in the future. Actually, it's like um, unique, non-refundable tokens, and these, it will be provide some proof of the ownership that no one can take it or just sell it after you. You are the creator, you are the designer of this kind of stuff. It could be, for example, in different shapes, it could be in different forms, and all the customers and audience that they really appreciate this work, like a digital works, or for example, they wanted to try some of your uh, designs, they can do it online. Yeah. They can do it in a virtual way, in a virtual environment as well.
4: Even Julia brands like Tiffany's, yeah,
1: and, uh, exactly, major, uh, in, are
4: actually taking major steps and yeah. uh, taking it much more seriously. Yeah.
1: Exactly. And uh, especially that happened after the pandemic. Like, they just figured out more of one um, high brand. They just figured out all the new generations. They're really curious about um, digital gaming, like, yeah. for example, Fortnite, this kind of stuff. So they, they say, OK, we can just go and move on just to create something that the new generation will will take in seriously and can just be a war, like one of the most important things in fashion industry. So I just did it uh, with the Clued three D program. Uh, it takes a lot of time just to create one the process, design. Of yeah, the pro- exactly yeah. the process of one design, and the benefits we cannot see it now. We can see it in the future because everything we are doing now it's like for the future, not for now. So this is the the experience that I had in NFTs. I just did it with the new collection.
4: I mean, like, it's uh, all about innovation. Um, uh, yeah. Speaking of innovation, uh, Yusuf, I see that you are also kind of using very uh, modern techniques and in, in design and in cutting and materials and would you like to elaborate more on how you, you've you managed to kind of create this, this new uh, ethos?
2: Yeah, um, <clears throat> I think uh, it's very important to be innovative and I know this is a very obvious sentence but um, even if you go back to the times of let's say Christian Dior and Balenciaga in the 40s and the 50s for us we look at them as traditional and classic but at the time they were groundbreaking they were doing things that no one has done they were shocking people and they were innovating um and and innovation becomes tradition eventually you know and i think trying to push that with what we have today is super important um yeah i mean it's like i said it's important to me and uh, the program that hala was talking about Clow 3d um we use it a lot um there's a lot of um, uses for this software um we have not done our nft collection yet but um, this program actually is allowing us to cut drape fit all the garments on a digital avatar or a mannequin or a person um, and definitely saves a lot of uh, costs and a lot of energy a lot. also <laughs>
1: yes. the time yeah. Yeah. you can uh, just space find space also space space
2: the mistakes <clears throat> Saves costs and saves time, uh, and most importantly, um, it is better for the environment in terms of way less paper, yeah. way less fabric, way less everything. Uh, and as you all can see now, um, the environmental crisis, all the droughts, all the heat waves, uh, the extreme weather um, I think it's not an option anymore. Um, to not be sustainable so um, we have to find every way possible to just do things in the best way possible and I believe utilizing technology is probably the most important thing because technology is what defines us as a generation now like this is what we've got you know the all this software or the coding or the engineering or you know so why not use it to our advantage and um, the process has been going great. I, I I love it. I absolutely get a kick out of um you know using all the tools I can.
1: It's make your your life easier.
2: <laughs> in some <laughs> ways, yes. In, in a lot of ways, it's frustrating. Don't get me wrong. There are things that yeah. I cannot do on software, so I, I have to drape it my hand. So you, yeah. you we, I still get that element of using my hands, but um, for a m- massive portion of what we do. uh trying to do it digitally has been an incredible experience and you're able to save things, send things through to factories, you know, it just makes the whole process so much easier.
4: Maybe, maybe looking at it from another perspective is that you want to take things really forward, but at the same time to keep it balanced and to keep it a bit more nostalgic, you look into the past and combine the past with the future. Hmm. Uh, Am I correct? Is this a movement that, uh, the younger generation is using uh, yeah. more and more. Yeah. Tell uh, me, um, what, what do you think, think about this yeah. plan. Um
0: I think. Uh, I mean, I love the mix of both technologies. I remember, like when I was a couture designer, like we heavily used technology to mock up designs, to um, you know draw our patterns, do all of that stuff. I think it's important to have the balance of both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think as you know, a couture designer, ready-to-wear designer. Um, the draping part of it is important to do uh-huh. things with hand. There's, there's something that is very different mm-hmm. um, in that process. Um, there's something very rich in that process. Um, and I, I do hope to a certain extent that remains, but I also think that it would be nice to kind of have that balance between both worlds as opposed to a black and white situation. Exactly. I don't know
2: if you if you agree with me with that, as you know, no, you know your work is incredible. Um, yeah. I, like I said, th- there's a lot of things that I couldn't do on the software. Yeah. Uh, not because I can't, Like, like it, it's not doable, because it's better to be done by hand because sometimes that human touch is exactly. different. Right. Yeah, I mean, variety is the spice of life,
4: right? So Absolutely. the more options you have, the the better off Absolutely. you can be, and the more you can have uh, yeah. a different,
0: uh, innovative collection. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it's very important, like having the human touch, but also having you know the technology. If, you know, if if you ha- if the technology is available, that would save you time and energy and money. Fantastic. Exactly. But I think the human touch is important because literally like I mean um, I remember me doing my pieces it was me putting a little bit of my soul my energy into it yeah and who my identity identity into it as well and I'm sure like as ready w- ready-to-wear designers you yeah. guys do exactly the same one when, when it comes to draping you're putting yeah. a little bit of your story who you are like you know a draping is an art and each designer also during has the fittings it will yeah, be during totally the fittings different as well, yeah absolutely yeah. Yeah. but uh, the direct is fantastic I yeah. totally agree
4: I think just the, the thought that you can do things uh in the workshop while sitting on your computer is, is to me is a dream. I'm like I need to go back <laughs> to designing. You know,
2: for me it's like going to a sweaty workshop yes. and play with my
1: fabric. For <laughs> me it's like it. a magic, you yeah. know, like some <laughs> you from know. something it's I
2: something. The, the first time the first time fitting on a digital mannequin. Yeah. <laughs> it blew my mind away. <laughs> <A> fashion show. <laughs> so entire collections no, no can be made produces, Yeah. Yeah. The crazy part it is so accurate that the, when they replicate the drape digitally when, and you do it in real life, yeah. of course with a similar fabric, you get to choose all the kinds of fabrics and how they drape like digitally, but then when, when you replicate that, it is so accurate. It, yeah, it, it's awesome. just—it's crazy how, how they've developed these things.
1: I just remember one thing during doing the process of NFTs. Once that we finish, yeah. just so, to see the yeah. results, I say, okay, I just wanted to create one design and just comparing with the NFTs how it looks like the computer, yeah. and then I just um, rent a, like a model just for, for do the fitting for one day, and she came and wear the design, and then I just ask her, please, can you just give me a walk? Once that she start to walk, exactly the same mistake on her hand in the sleeve exactly on the nfts
4: so it's pretty precise amazing.
1: I, I, amazing I was wow like the mistakes also showing like once that you, st- you just start to do the patterns so Digital- i don't have any more excuses not to get no. back into fashion
4: i have no excuses whatsoever it was amazing <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing uh but uh no i'm moving run a fashion brand from your bedroom if <laughs> you want <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, yes Literally. Well, moving on to uh, Rawan. Rawan, how are
3: you doing? I'm great. You're great. I'm uh, among uh, the great talents, and I realized that all of us, like from the region, but living abroad, so somehow we, we have a similar journey, I would say. And speaking of uh, technology... That's very true, um, actually. So, mm. yeah, yeah, very true. Uh, spe- I think our direction, of course, um, like fashion is so powerful, like I don't see it as just clothing uh, to adorn our bodies. I agree. As a a complex of ideas, concepts, and it was also since history inspired by different movements. Mm. But today with the, the technology, with the ITIC, with social media platforms, we're much luckier to actually have this kind of platforms to tell our stories through mm-hmm. these kind of platforms. So, for example, in styling or art direction, and specifically for my work, because I'm more into consultancy, direction, uh, styling, uh, so it's not designing,
4: and uh, I noticed you uh, also have a lot of like retro influences in your styling. I mean, uh, you know, a very kind of you know old Hollywood movie star. Obviously, Fatma Bano represents that you know uh, Hollywood movie star esque uh, Saudi personality, uh, and you've dressed her on various occasions. And I noticed that there's always a bit of combining the uh, the, the past with the, with, the, with the future. Am I correct? Yeah, yeah,
3: exactly. So yeah. Uh, because I feel you know culture is part of who we are, it's yeah. our mm-hmm. art, our art. And these kind of technology and platforms, it's actually connecting us easily to the world to show, to show our stories, to show our roots, to actually share our authenticity. And this is like, like a great, word. you know, uh, <laughs> we were so lucky to have this opportunity today.
4: Thank you. And uh, thank you for giving us the opportunity to, to also have your, your input on, on uh, what What is style in Saudi exactly like? How would you say the style uh, movement has evolved? In what sense? Like, are people becoming more minimal? Are people becoming liking you know to bling it up as like as they used to in the past, or is it a whole new different ethos now?
3: I see. You know, talking about Saudi is a big, big, big country, and what is so unique about it is that we have a very diversified culture. Mm -hmm. If you go to Jeddah, people uh, dress a different way than in Riyadh, than a Taif, then Abha. So yeah. it's and it's very unique that in each city you can see how people are inspired by the culture and by, by their art and their stories and history. And of course, we're still very you know um, connected to be modest and represent our culture in a modest way. But at the same time, you can see that is modern, fun, creative. Mm-hmm. But yet very connected to the heritage and very connected to the past uh
4: basically I, I noticed even like my nephew who's 18 uh you know likes the brands but also likes to mix it up with local brands yeah. in the 90s we were like uh, very much obsessed with brands there was no room for so it's great to see that the the younger generation have these values of combining uh, local with yeah. with international um
3: this is what actually i always focus on yeah. uh if you Like my styling and my directions, uh, either with like magazines, fashion media, or in red carpets, or with individuals, or my personal style. So, I always, of course, like to be, um, you know, up to date, trendy, and everything. But at the same time, um, I decided when I established this business in styling and my platform in social media to keep it always uh, authentic. To always um, highlight local brands, regional talents, regional creatives, um, and also highlight you know our culture and our roots because now it is the opportunity for sure. us to to share our stories. And through styling, it's not just you know just clothing and it's nice and beautiful, but it has a lot of ideas behind it. Um, and you know when we work together, and for example, the Saudi Cup, so we had to definitely work with. 100 brands but at the same time to keep it authentic and to keep it more related to the culture with with uh, with our heritage with our with modest, modest style so it's very interesting actually to always yes be modernized fun creative but always be authentic to yourself and to your roots in art and culture.
0: I think, Rowan, I agree with you. You've, you've made a couple of very good points. I think social media, like I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a different generation than the beautiful designers I'm sitting with right now. Um, it was like on the sort of cusp of social media, social media just came came along. And as Middle Eastern designers, we ne- never we didn't necessarily have the chance to basically be able to tell our story. Social media offered us that platform. A, to show the talent in the region, and there is talent in the region, but also gave us the opportunity to be able to tell our story, but authentically, and take full ownership of our story, and us as designers, which was extremely (coughs) important. I know a lot of people have different opinions about social media, but for me as a designer, it was very important because now I control the narrative, I'm gonna talk about who I am as a designer, I'm gonna be very authentic to it, and I'm gonna share about the region. But to your, your point as well, we're in the 90s, 80s kids. So I'm the 80s kid. So basically, like to us, the big brands were Different more, dynamic. It was thing. a very yeah. different dynamic. Yes. You know, the 80s were like, oh my God, I want to wear the big brands, the big yeah. houses, because that's what it is, you know, that, to be cool. Yeah. And we were kind of brought up at a time where you have to look at, we, we were in a very sort of Middle Eastern household. But then you have the pop culture happening and you see the coolness and all everything happening
4: and you want to be related to that culture as well there wasn't even hope for the ecosystem to be built no there <laughs> it <laughs> it was not It was, was completely like we're just going something doing something really outlandish yeah, and I, that was, I, it, absolutely
0: yeah. you know what I mean so like there was a little bit of like who are we exactly and what are we exactly are we like the cool 80s kids and 90s like want to be more westernized or do we want to be Middle Eastern I mean, looking now... And we had to make a choice. Actually. And we had yeah. to make a choice. Now we don't have know? to. And there wasn't right or wrong, we yeah. just had to make a choice. What <laughs> 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 worked with us. <laughs> but looking at, like, you know, young designers right now, or stylists like mm. you, or, you know, people in the creative industry, it really makes me so proud to see um, the creative um, um, people in the industry, in the Middle East, combining both. Yeah. combining more of like a touch base on like who we are from a um from like a cultural perspective because it's rich and it's beautiful and we have a lot to say with our culture and heritage but also like strong sense of identity uh, we have a very authentic and strong sense of identity but we also we are also a new generation that is different you know we are we are also westernized and exposed to different cultures so it's nice to see like the mix and i think saudi specifically does it in a very beautiful way where like you know you you, as you said you're saudi a lot of people you know in the west when you say it's saudi it's a big country and it is rich with different sort of tribes and culture and tradition but to see that Mm -hmm. sort of exhibited right now even for me and i'm from the region i look at stuff and i was like i didn't even know that was in saudi and that's absolutely stunning it's really really beautiful so to your point, yeah, you're absolutely. Social media like gave us that point, like and that. Especially narrative. when it's modernized, when it's well, modernized, it doesn't
4: just it come in, in in a certain way, you know, it's like a thousand
0: percent. Yeah. Like you know, I think of some designers from the Middle East who started doing kaftans probably towards the 2000. and I think they they try to westernize it as much as possible and that's okay because they wanted <coughs> to reach into like they want to sort of get into the um, western market yeah. but to see like designers right now taking like sort of full control of like the um, um, the culture and really like authentically presenting what a kaftan looks for us yeah. and different parts I mean, yeah this is what a kaftan it's actually beautiful it's rich it has a lot to say about our culture and it's nice to see people, like young creative people, say, like, this is who we are. And that's what exactly. we're going to do right now.
4: Absolutely. Um, Hala, so as a Saudi who was working uh, outside of Saudi Arabia, um, and also now considering uh, going back and showing some more roots in Saudi Arabia. Uh-huh. We have the 100 Brands exhibition that happened when it first started, which was incredible. And we had New York. Yeah. And apparently now there's also something else happening, huh? Yeah, in yeah.
1: Milan, uh, we have just participated in a wide showroom in okay. Milan, happening during the Milan uh, Fashion Week. 100
2: brands will, will be there. Yes. Okay, brilliant. Yes. Yeah. Most. Most. Okay. Most of them? Uh, because it's a, um, a wholesaling opportunity, so it's uh, oh, yes, B2B. Yeah. Uh, only brands who have that capability or it fits part of their strategy yeah, to okay. be doing wholesale, are going to participate in it. Of course, there are some brands like Thor Brands and maybe Bridal cannot, um, yeah. that doesn't really work, but um, some are adapting, some are like changing direction, maybe doing dedicated collections for that while keeping their business, but most brands are will be participating uh, in the showroom. And I think it's a good opportunity because selling in Saudi Arabia is not like selling international. That's true. You know, Why is that? Uh, one major reason, like we've been talking before, is the culture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's completely different. the The way people dress is completely, like, absolutely different. Uh, in the UK, in America, in China, in Australia, in in South Africa, in Japan, everywhere else is different, which is also crazy, you know. So selling outside of Saudi is so complex and different, and. Some brands never had that experience and the fact that they're providing this experience for a lot of these brands is really great because you will learn so many lessons Mm -hmm. and you can evolve Mm -hmm. um, and not take the risks investing tens of thousands of dollars to learn a very big lesson. So it kind of shortens the learning curve for a lot of these designers and it's such a great opportunity and initiative from uh, the Ministry of Culture and uh, I have to say, you know, big thank you to them. Yeah, uh, are they doing a the fashion for what
4: they're doing because we need that we need it yeah, i remember you know uh being a designer um i'm not even gonna say how many years ago but <laughs> when i started uh yeah we'll keep it to you. yeah we'll give it to ourselves <laughs> like, don't, don't <laughs> but uh having this ecosystem would have been amazing you know like yeah. really really is you know it, it encourages you gives you uh more drive uh and just seeing how it, it just came full circle you know and you have very progressive designers you have a very uh, contemporary designers as well uh and just seeing this melange of of creativity in yeah, saudi exactly. uh, i didn't know we had a 100 such amazing fantastic yes. there's like certain names that we know about but the alhamdulillah we can we, we know all of them yeah
1: me too like i just was surpri- surprised there's, that there's, more. That,
4: there's more than, there's, yeah, there's yeah, more the than 100 really yeah, yeah. uh so, and Rawan, tell, tell me like what what kind of steps do you take when you uh, make sure that you want to uh, support local designers? Uh, I know you approach all the hundred brands, but is there a specific process that you take to ensure that you know you you uh, your product place uh, something that is from 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 our heritage? How can you ensure you can do that because sometimes I always wonder how stylists do that sometimes you know the the client wants something specific you know
2: yeah
3: definitely so first of all, when I wanted to start this whole styling and being in, in this industry, I used to work in corporate for 10 years. Then I shifted from corporate to fashion in 2016 actually, where still the fashion industry in Saudi was a bit uh, at that time. Um, yep. We didn't have the fashion commission, we didn't have you know the vision of 2030, but today that gave me a huge push to actually, you know, shift and be there, create, grow, at uh, pushing our limits, as uh, Yusuf mentioned. And we're very thankful for that. We're very proud because we can see that the future is even brighter, is even promising. So the, these elements, you know, when you have a support system in the country that pushing you, you want to give back to the country. You want to really give back from your heart. Um, so yes, being here, And sometimes, you know, most of the year, uh, I spend it like half of the year in Saudi, half of it it in Switzerland, but I'm still very connected to everything that's happening in Saudi. In terms of uh, major events, you know, like I keep myself up to date of what's happening in terms of the Saudi Cup, the Red Sea Film Festival, the calendar, what's going on, what are the innovation, what are the initiatives, and keeping myself always up to date with the regional and local brands in, in Emirates and uh, Egypt and uh, Lebanon, and stay. You know, like as a stylist, I work be, um, back office with with these brands. Yeah. And in a in a day to day work, in a day to day operational, I would say, we're staying connected to actually you know, um, a point or select the best talents. Uh, the best designs, the best styling, and having these connections and networking every now and then. And then whenever there is an opportunity, I have an idea already with the Middle East market and with the brand and with the designs. So it's always have to be, of course, um, very selectively, like we have HALA, we have uh, all the talents here, are some of them from 100 brands but at the same times before that i've been always initiating these kind of networking and connection and staying you know up to date with these brands what's happening in the market what's happening here in europe as well and combining again combining modern cultural uh from the west from the east because you know the more you're diversified in your styling the more it's creative and i think this is my identity i I decided to have a niche um, and a, a vision, actually, to keep this, you know, authenticity and shed the light on local brands, but at the same time, combining international aspect and, of course, um, modern modern aspect to the style. But it's all about connection, keeping yourself up to date, keeping yourself um, up to date in terms of trends, what's happening. Um, connecting with magazines, fashion media platforms, social media, content creation—so all of these, you know, things being there, being active, um, and working actually in this in, in this field, it is what makes me always, you know, up to date with fresh designers, fresh talents, uh, fresh designs all over the the Middle East. The-
4: how can we even differentiate ourselves if we don't have our identity ingrained in what we create? We will be just like any other brand that's uh, from, from the West, for example. And I think that this is the, this is the key, really. It's doing it in a way that is progressive, but still very much part of our culture. Uh, in everything, and it's not just fashion. It's 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 writing. It's philosophy. It's content.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah,
4: absolutely. Um, so how, like, I just want to know how you come up with your content, uh, Sultan. <laughs> really, he is a philosopher. You are a full-fledged philosopher. I don't know what he's
0: talking about.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I get a daily dose of Sultan.
0: <laughs> Listen, I've I've made a commitment, I think 2018, Mm -hmm. when I decided to basically um, move away from my business is to be my authentic self and be who I am and be very proud of it. And um, I feel like I I grew up in a family where I always had to kind of have know where the red tapes are. Um, And 2018 was like, you know what, I don't see any red tapes around (laughs) me. So uh, let's talk about everything and anything. And I feel like part part of my content is celebrating our culture, but... Um, culture, like uh, certain images that uh, provoke some emotions from an era that I lived in, eighties and nineties, which is for me was a transitional. It was the UAE was going from a desert to like an urban city, so I, I saw the the best of both worlds. Um, I guess the memes is because why not? Hey, we need to laugh after COVID. Like, it's absolutely uh, you important. definitely uh,
4: saved us. <laughs> it's
0: absolutely <laughs> you important. saved us during COVID. <laughs> yes. You know, so I don't know. Like, I I just felt that it wasn't, it's not calculated. It's not something that I plan in advance for. It. Sometimes i would see something and i would be like, oh, this is hilarious. Like, the, you know, I'm sure people will actually really enjoy it. Um, but it's also, like, a safe space for a lot of people. Like, I just wanted to make sure that my social media is a safe space for people to be able to get in contact with me. And we can have open conversations about everything and anything. And everything stays with me. Like, you know, I've had some quite fascinating conversations over the phone with some of the people that follow follow me on Instagram and people that I follow on Instagram as well. And you know, to me, life is an evolving thing. We learn every single day and you learn from different people every single day. Mm -hmm. Um, But also connecting with some designers (laughs) from the region because I, I live here, so I am disconnected a little bit from the region but that social media allowed me to be connected to, you know, the likes of Yusuf and Hala and different people, like Shogul Ferdan from Abu Dhabi, for example, who's like um, a graduate from Parsons School. And she does beautiful kaftans but like very sort of... um,
4: Contemporary.
0: Contemporary, but yet like they are very like Khaliji, you know what I mean? The the soul is still there. Um, that's That's why I'm a big fan of social media,
4: just, yeah, just...
0: Did I say it enough? <laughs> <laughs> We're happy to have you on social media. Uh,
4: so uh, he he mentioned uh, Youssef uh, about being safe uh, and not having to be safe anymore. Are we? Are we maybe directed to both designers? Are we in a position now where we can uh, start thinking outside of the box, or are they? There's still those anchor pieces that we have to uh, make in order for for the brand to to you know. Succeed, you know how there's always these, you call them cash cows, right? The, the anchor pieces that you have to keep designing. Do you feel like now uh, people are a bit more innovative in their in the thought process when it comes to selecting pieces, or uh, it's still uh, it's, we still have a way to go?
2: Um, uh, I, I'm okay. First of all, I'm going to speak about myself, and uh, the whole reason I have got into the fashion industry because for me it's a way of Mm self-expression uh it's definitely not for money because it's not the most straightforward way to get a lot of money quickly it's 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 it's, you can't go in it you'll be so disappointed
4: if there's no passion there, uh, then you <laughs> it's like
2: uh, you're in the wrong business.
4: But it's, Yusuf, it's, Youssef, it's
2: absolutely, all... Absolutely not. And you know what's crazy? A lot of people think it's that way. Yeah, yeah but
0: Yusuf, it's also like, very, you know, people see the glossy magazines and they say yeah. that like, this is the life of the fashion industry. Yeah. They haven't seen it behind the doors. Like,
2: it's, it's a the lot process. of... Yeah. It's a process. Yeah. It's a lot of work. Yeah. 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 Uh, it is a lot, a lot of work. i tell you something. I could be in 2020 lockdown and it would make no difference because I'm just working 24 hours a day, honestly. Oh, I believe um, yeah. But anyway, going back to what I was saying, um, I do this as a form of self-expression. So being able to design those pieces that are maybe a little more crazier pieces is so important for me. I need to express myself. And if I'm able to express myself, I'll create something that is unique to me. Mm-hmm. And I believe if I am staying true to myself, and if I am unique, people will see that, and that will definitely differentiate me from anyone else. Mm -hmm. This is a creative Um, industry. If you look at my previous collections, for example, um, there is one particular collection, I tried to do everything. Tops, casual, dressy, uh, pants, suits, uh, uh, small dresses, short dresses, long dresses. I tried to do everything, thinking that I'll be able to sell all these things. But in the end of the day, people came to me for the pieces that are really unique to me and unlike anyone else. They may be a bit crazy, a bit like not so wearable, but there is a market for that Mm -hmm. and people will look for that. Mm -hmm. And I realized there's no point for me making a cotton dress or a T-shirt because there are a lot of people who make it 100,000 times better than I am and they're known for it. So why shouldn't I just focus on what makes me unique and, and, and allows me to be creative? So, of course, um I do the pieces that are a bit out there, and I adapt the same feel and same emotion of these pieces to maybe a wearable version, but not completely where it loses the identity. so I think you can't do this without this because being like designing these pieces that are a bit more out there um, this really makes you you, and you can't uh be more unique than. Being yourself. One of the things that
0: like, I always talk um, when some of the young designers from the Middle East reach out to me about being the business of fashion itself and the way they design, I always remind them, remind them that a, cap, a runway is very different than market mm. and they're two separate things. So, yes, you ha- you can go, you can have your full sense of expression. And the social on media posts. And the as social well. media yeah, as well. Exactly. So in the runway, have your full identity. Like, you know, do express yourself the way you want. Because some of these runway pieces are probably not sellable. And if they're sellable, they'll come with a very high price tag. Oh. But then in market, that's your watered-down version of your runway that is more accessible to a different, like a completely different uh, um, demographic. So they're two separate, like in my like from my
2: experience in the industry, absolutely. that separation is very I, I important. I just want to mention something, I don't want to cut you off. What sells my more commercial pieces are actually are those crazy pieces. Because it's an, it's an image identity yeah. that you are creating. Yeah, so people
4: yeah. go for that dream that you are sell, selling to them. And this, yeah. is, this is what I'm trying to get to basically, I think that, that there definitely is this new narrative where as much as you surprise, titillate them and, and show them that you are the box, the more they're going to follow you going, the more they're going to see your collection mm-hmm. you know so I feel you like yeah, of course safety is no longer no uh, no yeah. no
0: absolutely not I think Who's like started your, your, your fashion
1: you know yes. already that it's ABC
4: once exactly that you
1: do the designs you have to do crazy or creative designs and emo- like commercial designs you have to combine both like yeah in absolutely industry. it's you the dream that you are selling them exactly.
4: exactly absolutely yeah, yeah. Um, I mean yeah I think I think that social media has just completely changed everything absolutely yeah. yeah. and now there's TikTok absolutely. So it's a whole other story, <laughs> you know, uh, so it's really evolving. And, uh, I mean, God help you know, all, all the creators in a sense, we're keeping up with the content, uh, but also at the same time, it also shows that there are a lot of opportunities there mm-hmm. that come along with it. So it just forces innovation, like nonstop, you know, True. uh, or do you disagree, uh, Rawan?
3: I fully agree, especially today. Even if you look into the social media platforms, you would find a lot of Talents or creatives that will only just be there yeah, to follow yeah. what, but always what I see it more sustainable yeah. is um like you just mentioned, is being uh more true to yourself sure. and expressing yourself the way you are, not just following others what they're doing and what they're creating, it's just always expressing yourself, just be yourself and then even if it's not that commercial, and as uh, uh Yusuf mentioned, maybe it's this money but at least is what keeps us passionate about what we're doing because exactly. if you just run out of um run for the you know income of course financial financial aspect is very important um and it's when you think about it as a business you have to have a strategy for the financial aspect but at the same time this there is a very you know tiny line between uh, forgetting your real self and just, you know, your own values or your own uh, mm-hmm. identity just to get the money and I, I see it in everything in designing and uh, content creation and styling uh, it's part of everything just to, yes, express who you are, the real you yeah. I mean and I, 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 following
2: trend At the I, end of the day, it's a balance yeah, it's, it's a exactly. balance If you, think you balance. look at the most yeah. successful brands they were they they. you will find that they're able to have uh, business acumen yeah yeah the commercial yes yeah. and, and and the um which is also important yeah
0: because yeah. like i think bottom line at the end of the day it is a business yeah and you do want to make money out of it and i think having having a balance balance um is extremely important do not never I, I will say never compromise who you are be authentic to who you are um tell your story but also make sure you find that balance where you can also have commercial pieces that you can make money up and, you know, sustain that vision of yours as well, you know, because when you run out of money, you can't sustain that vision anymore.
2: (laughs) So, So okay. It's in in every area of business. Absolutely. uh, um, You know, I know we're talking about design, but also with with business deals that we do Mm -hmm. with buyers, with so many times we would enter into a deal where we know we're not going to make money yeah but it's a massive branding and marketing exercise and getting that client will get me other clients where i can make the money so it's all about the balance it's not just always trying to have everything just perfect you know everything has a purpose you know a design has a purpose okay this is not to sell but maybe to market uh this sale deal is maybe not to make money but to create a brand Mm -hmm. so it, it it's the balance i think it is so but safe to say sorry please no
0: no um i think you, you made a very good point Yusuf. i think um uh, you mentioned buyers and that's very important to the business itself i think to your point yes there are certain deals that you go like you know i'll, I'll buy the bullet this is important so it's all right but if i would want to leave here i want to give one advice to middle eastern designers set your budgets this is your budget for the season with each department store or with each store, do not go less than, if like it's X amount of dollars, they have to purchase that because that allows you to st- to sustain the business as well. But uh, to your point, I agree, like, uh, you know, there are certain brands that you want to work with and department stores you want to work with that you say like, you know, I- I'd look at this as a collaboration, so I'm happy to take um, to. Take a cut out of this and not necessarily make the right amount of money out of it.
4: And Harrods actually started uh, promoting uh, Saudi designers. Uh, Hunayda Serafi yeah. had her first presentation in, uh, at, at the penthouse. So this is like groundbreaking. Yeah, and yeah, inshallah, there, there'll be there'll be more oh, coming up. And of course, uh, Yusuf yes, is part of the, is stocked uh, for. mashallah for for how long now? Have you been stocked with Harrods?
2: Uh, possibly about a year. Okay. Uh, about to hear and um speaking of Harrod's um we are shipping our new collection tomorrow to them, not the yeah. new new collection, but uh the winter collection, which is um uh, a variation of my last collection, you changing a few fabrications and colours because we only do one collection a year awesome. um so they just get a colour variation and some fabrication variation but um uh, yeah, tomorrow hopefully inshallah we're we're gonna ship it to them. Well, and, uh, Brooke. Uh, Brooke. We're going to get it like running for Christmas, Christmas. Yeah, yeah, which is perfect time. Okay,
4: starting with the ladies. Uh, what is authenticity to you?
1: To be myself. Just to show who I am as a fashion designer to the others. As you know that I did it also with the interns. That I have the intern to do the internship. I'm really happy to welcome them all around the world to do it. Yeah. And I sh- just wanted to show who we are as the Saudi fashion designers. And I think this is the first step, just to be, just to show all the things that we have. This is not a for me.
4: I'm very proud of you all. Thank you so really. much. Uh, Rawan?
3: I believe like each one of us has a different story yeah. and this story can change even within the situation. True. Yeah. yeah. For example, when we had the COVID, it changed our lives the way I started to see my personal style and the way that I communicated actually fashion and different, you know, ideas and concepts when we do that uh, creative direction, for example, that year affected all of us, all our mindset, all our creativity. So I believe, yes, as uh, Hala mentioned, it's always to be yourself, tell your story, even if the story has changed or there's a certain situation that inspired that story. Just be authentic, be yourself, um, share your roots, share your heritage, share your culture, especially for us Saudis. We're so proud to have this very rich, diverse, culture that we can, until today, I'm learning about it. I'm I'm from Saudi, I grew up in Saudi, Mm -hmm. but until today, I'm seeing a lot of things that I didn't know about. So it's good to always, you know, stay connected. Uh, to the woods and share share more experiences and heritage and authenticity
2: absolutely uh yusuf i'll have to uh, agree with hala It's being yourself because that's the most authentic sure. being yourself doing what you believe in and following your gut i think this is probably one of the most important things uh, in this fashion industry there's a lot of noise and there's a lot of people who throw advice at you yeah. and I'm not saying don't take advice, of course, do it um mm-hmm. uh, because there's a lot of people with a lot of knowledge mm-hmm. more than true. you do, but um following your gut feeling and being yourself and staying true to yourself when times are tough and when there's doubts mm-hmm. I think that's that's really being authentic It's trying to block out the noise and being who you really are mm-hmm. okay. yeah. like that too uh so. Talk.
0: Uh, I, you know what I agree with all of them. you know I think to me authenticity is being Sultan and uh, being Sultan with an open mind of learning and evolving as a human being and um, you know s- looking forward to who I will become in the future and shutting down all the noise to one's point. Um, and you know just being me. You know with no restrictions
4: well thank you to our gems for thank coming you. Thank, thank you for you having so us. much for coming so far really appreciate that thank you for coming and thank you all i hope we're not that we didn't disturb too much of your time uh it was a pleasure well, yeah. having, having, having you, you all uh, i'm so proud of everyone and uh honored to have you here today thank you very much thank you so much thank, for you, so you. Much, thank you so much
2: everyone what a pleasure thank you so much thanks I'm